This is B of C Live, the video and podcast series of Business of Cannabis. Find out all that we do at businessofcannabis.com. Coming up on this B of C Live, we connect with Ned Horstead. He is the executive director of the Cannabis Industry Association of South Dakota. In 2020, the voters of South Dakota passed medical and adult use recreational cannabis measures on their ballot. We want to connect with Ned about the status of both. This is Ned Horstead of the Cannabis Industry Association of South Dakota. Ned Horstead, thanks for being here. You're welcome, Jay. Thanks for having me. Well, we are, uh, we've been following obviously closely what's happening in South Dakota. Uh, you are the head of the Cannabis Industry Association of South Dakota. Give us a little bit of a background for those that do not know of like when legalization was passed, what was available, what's happening now, and what the status is of like rollout. Yeah, so um, South Dakota was the first state to pass medical and uh, adult use on the same ballot. So uh, since then, quite a bit has happened. Uh, they launched, uh, I, it was Amendment A was the adult use um, amendment to the Constitution, and then there was a statutory initiated measure 26 for medical. Uh, since then, uh, we've been hard at work with the Department of Health and, and other stakeholders to set up the medical program. Um, unfortunately, within a couple weeks of uh, the election, uh, a couple law enforcement folks um, at the direction of the governor filed suit against Amendment A um, on a number of grounds. So, and the Supreme Court has heard the case. It's probably been about six months since they heard it, but we are uh, anxiously waiting a decision on that. And so uh, you've been working, I know because we've done some events with you, I mean, working throughout the state, talking to municipalities, talking to cities, talking to counties about sort of what a rollout might look like. What are you hearing from local government about either their openness to it, where they want medical dispensaries, adult use dispensaries? Like what is the, what is the general frame of the conversation and does it vary by sort of geography? Sure. Um, it, it does vary quite a bit. Uh, what's interesting is under IM26, the, the medical law was written by uh, the activist community primarily, and uh, it set up a really interesting structure. So uh, it's legal everywhere. Local governments cannot ban dispensaries. Um, so everyone's required to at least allow it. Uh, however, there, there are four licensing types here. We've got uh, cultivation, product development, uh, testing and retail dispensaries. So there are several counties that are deciding to ban the rest of the industry, even testing facilities, um, kind of curiously. Um, and, and there are others that are pretty wide open, open to business, uh, which South Dakota tends to pride itself in being a, a pretty conservative state, uh, you know, not having government too restrictive on the, on the type of businessing business that we're seeing here. We're sort of seeing the opposite side of that here. I guess I used the example, um, I don't remember, the, I think it was a Supreme Court justice said, uh, you know, states are, are laboratory, you know, labs of democracy, basically, uh, very much in the cannabis world here. Uh, that's what cities and counties are, since they can kind of do their own thing. And there's not a statewide cap, you know, uh, local governments can kind of figure out what they want to do. And we're seeing the gamut of that from wide open to, uh, you know, one license that's a dispensary period and, you know, licensing costs that are many multiples of what is uh, allowed for the state to charge. So it's uh, an interesting spot to be for sure. 
So then thinking about sort of the regionality of it, because uh, what we've seen in other places like Illinois and even Michigan, they are seeing a huge number of the purchases actually being out of state people coming in because it's not legal in their state sure. coming out with cannabis. Are you seeing sort of a regionality of how states that neighbor South Dakota approaching cannabis now that, you know, you guys are on the cusp? Yeah, uh, certainly after the election, there were, there were a lot of folks that reached out. I think there were a lot of people that were surprised that uh, adult use passed in, in a state like South Dakota. Um, so we've heard from different businesses throughout the region that are interested in, in getting in. Um, several just want to wait until we for certain have a Supreme Court decision that's in our favor. Um, and there, you know, there are other ways that we will get there if that's not the case ultimately. But yeah, there's been a lot of interest from throughout the region, certainly. And uh, I think some of them maybe even think, you know, talk to some folks in Minnesota. Uh, I know there are folks in Nebraska that are, are setting up, uh, I believe, another ballot measure campaign. I've heard rumblings that North Dakota is going to try to do something in that direction. So, um, yeah, I think there's sort of a scramble on the political level uh, in surrounding states to maybe catch up with us. And then here in state, it's really an interesting balance and, you uh, We'll see what happens in the legislative session, but there are, you know, we've got people on both sides of that. Some want to continue to, to put the brakes on it, and we've got a lot of allies that maybe didn't even support this, but they realized that their constituents did, and, and they're looking to do the right thing. I mean, I, I want to sort of dive into that, because did it catch elected officials by surprise, the level of support these measures had in the election? Because I think uh, we were talking about it a little bit when we were all in Las Vegas, and it came up a number of times that it seems like on this issue, elected officials are just further behind than the electorate almost all the time. Um, you know, it's a thorny issue, of course, but the electorate is, they are generally in favor of this, no matter their political stripes. It's the one thing people sort of agree on is people like cannabis. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I'd say that, the, and even some of the elected officials have said exactly that. Um, you know, I think that the, the voters are six, eight years ahead of uh, most elected officials on that. So um, I, I see kind of three paths towards adult use here in the state. And that's, of course, uh, when we receive a decision from the Supreme Court. And it doesn't have to be all or nothing. Uh, there could be some middle ground where maybe they hack off uh, the regulatory piece saying how much it's taxed. You know, Department of Revenue has authority over it and some of that stuff. Um, that's, that's option one. Option two. We're, our association is working with several legislators that are in peer um, sessions only like three months long. So it, it starts in uh, January, but the ball is all already rolling on, um, you know, how we might be able to do this legislatively. And then the campaign team, South Dakotans for Better Marijuana Laws, uh, is working on another signature drive to get it on the ballot in 2022. So we've got kind of three, three different paths here. I mean, I, it's been interesting to watch sort of the advocates in South Dakota, and it's been um, it, like almost an inspiration to sort of see the doggedness with which they are approaching it, uh, but also understand the issues that everybody's facing on the ground. And of course, they feel unique because you're in it every day. But we're having conversations, of course, in South Dakota, New York, New Jersey, you know, even places that are legalized a long time ago, Colorado, like many of the issues almost repeat themselves over and over again, which is sort of nice to look at the lens it doesn't feel any better for you because you're in the midst of it and like trying to work with hesitant elected officials and regulators but it has been great to sort of get to know you and the team because you're doing amazing work i'm going to encourage folks who are watching to get in touch with you if they have questions about what's happening in south dakota or interested in doing business there can i put your email too yeah absolutely uh 
we're seeing a steady growth in membership um, as we get closer and closer. Uh, licensing on the medical side is happening as we speak. Um, the largest city in the state, Sioux Falls, has their uh, lottery. The deadline is actually today, um, which is the 15th. Um, and that's happening in different parts of the state. But yeah, it's, it's very, very exciting. Um, and I'd be happy to connect with others. You know, even ancillary businesses, there are a lot of folks here that uh, um, not the level of expertise that there have been in states that have been legal for, for 10 or more years. So, um, Ned, I, I want to thank you for joining us. It's always good to hear what's happening in South Dakota and, and new markets on the horizon. So thank you for joining us. And as always, uh, we're going to encourage folks to get in touch with the Cannabis Industry Association of South Dakota and Ned in particular. Thanks, Ned. Absolutely. Thank you, Jay. Have a good one. That was Ned Horstead, the Executive Director of the Cannabis Industry Association of South Dakota. If you like this program, please rate and review us wherever you heard the show. It helps support the work we do. We're able to do what we do because of ongoing partnerships with Alterna Savings, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmark, Can Delta, Gallagher, Headset, and Torque and Main. Find out all that we do at businessofcannabis.com. Thank you.